Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Joy, good to have you here this morning. I know that you are somebody who is an educator. You support Moms for Liberty's issues. And one of the issues I know that you've been talking about is these lawsuits, you know, in support of voter integrity in the suburbs yeah. of Philadelphia, Delaware County. Can you tell me what's going on with this? Because um, this is a huge lawsuit that's not getting enough coverage, Joy. Well, there are several lawsuits, Don, and I'm involved in one. But there have been lawsuits going on against Delaware County concerning the 2020 election Mm -hmm. uh, since really since um, late 2020 and early 2021. So um, I'm not directly involved in that one, Mm -hmm. although um, that particular lawsuit has been bounced around and um, basically uh, been dismissed. Um, There's been um, deliberate uh, efforts to quash it. Uh, such as the uh, sanctioning of an attorney that represented those plaintiffs in 2020, uh, where she literally, they tried to remove her, get rid of her uh, attorney's license. She had to pay her own money, uh, $20,000, to retain her license. And so um, there's been many, many attempts to stop that, including by our uh, Delaware County DA, um, Jack Stolsteimer, who basically has, um, stopped the investigation of that matter. In fact, it was never really investigated. Um, when you do an investigation, you interview all of the witnesses. You went to interview all of the persons involved. You look at the evidence. And uh, unfortunately, Mr. Stolsteimer has never actually done that um, and closed the investigation in the summer of 2022 without actually having done a thorough investigation. So um, as far as other lawsuits, um, there's another gentleman that has two, uh, has a, uh, two, perhaps maybe one or two, I don't remember, lawsuits against the county um, concerning the county's um, failure to properly test their equipment and, their, and the ballots that go out to the voters. Um, and so that is ongoing. Right now, um, I have a lawsuit along with several other plaintiffs against the county um, concerning the um, materials and access to the materials of the voters in uh, the 2022 election and also in the primary of 2023. Um, you may have heard that um, myself and several other plaintiffs were allowed to photograph the envelopes to the mail-in ballots um, and uh, also to receive the images from the 2022 mail-in ballots. And we found some issues and questions and discrepancies. And so um, our attempts to get um full transparency from the county have really been thwarted. And so we're continuing um, because we feel that that transparency is essential. The county does not do any audit of the mail-in ballots. It's unbelievable to me. It's outrageous. Everything should be properly audited. You know, I didn't ask for the mail-in ballots, Mm -hmm. but if we're going to use mail-in ballots, 
I want to make sure that we are following every procedure and doing everything by the book and following the recommendations of the Secretary of State, of the manufacturers of the machines, of the EAC. And unfortunately, even though the county has made some changes and complied Mm -hmm. in some respects, they're still not fully compliant. So I want to hold their feet to the fire to make sure that our elections are fair and honest and accurate. And just to point out, I mean, so, I mean, this has been going on and you are a Republican candidate for the Delaware County, Delaware County Council right now. But you've requested permission to count those envelopes that the mail-in ballots were sent in. The county had denied that request. And we actually received uh, the go-ahead. We actually were able to do that. Because you were backed up by the law, right? Act 77. Correct. And so ultimately, though, I just want to make make it very clear here, uh, Joy, that you're talking about five or six different election cycles, right? This is not just one specific situation. You're saying we want the transparency and you're quoting a, a, a whole a whole multitude of election cycles. Correct. And the, the LNA testing, logic and accuracy testing, um, was not done correctly in 2022. It was done better in 2023 in the May primary, but still not 100% compliant, not even maybe 70% compliant, if, you know. And um, basically, we're just looking for compliance. Mm-hmm. That's all. And so uh, compliance with the law and with the, you know, with the directives. And so that's basically what we're demanding of the county. And uh, we plan to receive that from the county. And and so and just to, again, one of the because all the details matter here, there there are always supposedly, you know, representatives are supposed to be present to see all of this. And one of the concerns I know in the case was that one of the representatives who was was present during ballot so-called canvassing at the county level at the warehouse had been concerned, right, about the mail-in ballots not matching the number, apparently, of the, the stack of envelopes. Is that correct? Yes, this is what happened in, in May during the primary. So um, our authorized representatives that were at the counting center um, at, we, we call it the wharf. It's a pretty famous building on the waterfront in mm-hmm. Chester. And so our um, representatives that were there, were specifically doing visual estimates of the number of mail-in ballot envelopes that were being processed and the ballots that were extracted from those envelopes and then put through the scanners. And they saw what they considered to be less than 5,000 envelopes and ballots processed on Election Day in May. And at the end of the day, however, the county publicized that there were almost 25,000 mail-in ballots processed. Well, when the authorized representatives asked to simply take a few minutes to just visually Mm -hmm. examine the baskets of envelopes, they were denied that opportunity. And that's what led us to request a um, a, a counting of of the ballot envelopes. And so ult- that's how it all got started. There was definitely a discrepancy. Now, the question is, why the discrepancy? Mm-hmm. It either would mean there's only a couple of possible scenarios. It either means that the county is canvassing and opening and extracting and uh, scanning mail-in ballots prior to Election Day, which is against the law, against Act 88, or 
they must be coming from somewhere else because we did not see those processed. Our, our people, yeah. our representatives did not see them processed. Yeah, and so day. yeah, and so that so we have the video. We have the video. They okay. actually have live stream from the counting center, and there are no. There's no way that there were twenty five thousand mail in ballots processed during that uh, primary election day in twenty twenty three. And so moving forward, you know, we hear so much about election integrity and people on. Uh, people really on on both sides say they don't trust the system, so we need to restore that. I think that's a no brainer, and Absolutely. so you know, I I applaud you, Joy. Tell me why. I know you're a long long time uh, Delco native, and I know that um, you're a history teacher. You taught more than twenty years in the William Penn School District, and right now, yes. why are you motivated? I mean, w- what motivated you to say, uh, I you know that you want to serve your community. In Delaware County. Well, basically, I, I love America. I love my country. I'm actually from an immigrant family. I was not born in the United States. Um, and um, I became an American history teacher. Um, and for many years, I taught my students about the founders and the Constitution and the, um, you know, the uh, great values of America. And, you know, for me to have retired and then just to sit back and watch our country go down the drain and watch our elections being, you know, compromised, if not stolen. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that. I could not do that because I felt that that would be the antithesis of everything that I had been teaching and, you know, to my students for many years. And I have to say, I worked in the William Penn School District and I had many, many students that were immigrants you know, that I just felt this is my job to teach them how to be Americans. <laughs> and the most important thing is is this, the sanctity of our vote and the integrity of our vote. If we don't have that, what do we have? So that's what initially motivated me to start attending uh, county council meetings and start learning about county government. But along the way, I learned about many other things. The, the county is basically involved in our lives from the cradle to the grave. It's something I really didn't pay much attention to for many years. And so these last two years, I've been sort of embarking on a crash course in um, county government and, um, you know, started reading their agendas, their contracts, and realized that they are, since the, the current county council took control in 2020, there's there's five of them. There's five members of the Delaware County Council. Now three of them are up for um, – uh, there's an election, so three of those seats are up for grabs um, in this November 2023. And we have three Republican candidates, myself included, that are going after those three seats. But uh, Delaware County is the only county in Pennsylvania that does not – our code does not require that there be a minority member on our county council or commission. And so all five of these folks are Democrats and there are no checks on their power at all. And so they are restructuring our administrative code um, in ways, quite frankly, that in my opinion are unconstitutional, that break the law, that violate the laws of, uh, of our country and also the Pennsylvania statutes. And so I've sort of made it my business to be a watchdog and to watch what they're doing. If I miss a meeting, there's, there's, they're always doing something. So if I miss a meeting, it's not a good thing because there's always something that goes through that, that at least the people should have, you know, a voice in, in bringing an argument against it. And so I see what they're doing to our county as sort of an extension 
of what uh, President Biden is doing to our country. And it's alarming. And I, that's why I'm trying to wake up the people of Delaware County uh, to once again become active citizens, to push back against some of these very far left agendas of our current Delaware County Council and to uh, take control of the county. Um, it, it has to be done. And it's not a matter of going back to the way things used to be. It's a matter of really a revived population here, a revived uh, citizenry in Delaware County, um, going back to constitutional government and it, on the county level. So that's kind of that's what I'm about. <laughs> and, you know, I love I, you know, my husband, Larry Menti, born, you know, raised in Delaware County. I was married at St. Philomena's. Oh. And oh, uh, cool. yeah, so it perished. So a ton of family and friends still live in Delco. About a mile even. and a half from my house. I, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We are in Drexel Hill. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. you think about I mean, Delaware County, and um, he's from Lansdowne. But Delaware County is mm-hmm. is beautiful, and there's so many great businesses. T- take me through some of your concerns as far as taxes going up, because of the sure. counties, right? A lot of people and a lot of my family say, man, the taxes, the taxes keep on going up. And it, it was known for being one of the more affordable boroughs in the Philadelphia, in the surrounding Philadelphia area. Right, right. Well, um, here's the thing with the taxes. Of course, we have county real estate taxes, mm-hmm. which is usually, that's usually the smallest tax bill out of the three t- types of taxes we pay in Delaware County. So then there's your local taxes and your school and your, and your school taxes. Now, as far as the county real estate taxes, they are definitely going to have to go up because the uh, Delaware County has, um, in order to, um, how should I say it, in order to uh, have their, they've been borrowing, they've been floating mm-hmm. bonds, okay, on their capital improvement projects. And in 2023, they borrowed $60 million. They plan, if they remain in power, God forbid, they will borrow $70 million next year. And this is at higher interest rates, uh, as you know. And mm-hmm. so what happens is it's going to require, and we've had analysts looking at this situation, at minimum a 30% increase in the county real estate tax bill. Now, for some people, that might be a drop in a bucket. But in Delaware County, we're talking about a lot of townships and municipalities that have very hardworking people in them that don't make a lot of money. And, you know, we have modest homes mm-hmm. and, you know, a $2,000 increase in their real estate taxes for the county is significant, especially when you pile that on top of practically every single school district in the county hiking up their taxes and then local taxes. I live in Upper Darby Township. We are on the brink of bankruptcy in this township and we're the gateway to delaware county and so what happens is when people can't afford to stay in their homes and when they start to um not be able to pay their taxes Mm -hmm. and they're becoming tax delinquent you know we're talking about a disaster happening in delaware county and it's already happening and yeah it'll take a while to perhaps for people in some of the wealthier municipalities Mm -hmm. to feel the pain but quite frankly, if you live in Upper Darby or you live in, uh, you know, some of the eastern, um, including mm-hmm. Lansdowne, yeah. the eastern municipalities, people are hurting here. Yeah. They're hurting. And a lot of that also, you know, with the inflation that we have and so on and so forth, it's uh, devastating. 
devastating. So on top of that, the county has uh, adopted a sustainability plan that they've been working on for a long time. We're talking about $778 million over 16 years, which amounts to about $49 million a year if you break it up per year, in increase for climate change, to combat climate change. I'll just let that sink in a little yeah. bit. Um, I'm not prepared to argue scientifically about whether right. climate change is real or not, but I'll argue that that price tag comes at a huge disadvantage to the taxpayer in uh, Delaware County because um, that will certainly have to be done with capital improvement funds, with borrowing of money that we cannot afford to do. And, uh, you know, Delaware County residents just cannot afford that. So it's it's alarming that without blinking an eyelash or an eyelid, that all five members of the Delaware County Council are absolutely enthused about this sustainability plan. Now, I like parks and trails as much as the other person. But right now we have serious issues with homelessness, with drugs, with crime on our streets. Those are priorities that are basically just being thrown away. And, uh, you know, the it seems like the priorities of our council are diversity, equity, inclusion, number one, and number two, what they call sustainability, which is actually very far from sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well, Joy Schwartz, where can people find you? So I know you have a huge following. But I, and, you know, as we march toward November 7th and you're running for Delaware County Council candidate here, where where do people find you and support you? Sure. They can go on my website, mm-hmm. www.joy and the number four Delco 2023.com www.joy for Delco 2023.com. Awesome. And, uh, you can also find me on Facebook at just at Joy Schwartz. Sounds good. Well, Joy, until next time, hopefully we can talk more and get more updates on what's going on with these lawsuits. And especially, like you said, the homelessness. I saw another brand new homelessness report that for Philadelphia and like you're saying, Delaware County homelessness is up about 5 percent over last year, which was already up. huge problem in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. People don't really think of it oftentimes as a suburban problem. So. Joy Schwartz, thank you so much for joining me and updating us. Thank Thank you you. for having me on. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.